Welcome back to Cognac and Conspiracies. I'm Taylor. And I'm Jade. All right. Thank you guys for coming back for another episode. And thank you for the suggestions and all that all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> <laughs> You're going to be mad as hell when you listen to this episode. No, I'm, I'm not. But that's a good... No, 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 no. That, that's... No, no, no. That's like... What is it? I'm going to like violating the contract I signed in this podcast. <gasps> no. Nah, nah, nah. Ain't no contract. No. I'm going to take it out. I'm going to take it out. That, contract, right. that can't be released. <laughs> Alright y'all, it's Jay's week. Okay, it's Jay's week. I don't want to get no DMs. What what it can't be released. <laughs> it can't be released. Right. Don't don't make it an episode. <laughs> don't become an episode of Conan Conspiracy Taylor. <sighs> okay, it's your turn, alright? Okay. Jay's turn. What do you what what do you have for us today? Okay, so I think people actually might have already like seen this on other podcasts. Cause this is like I, I don't know. I feel like I don't be on the interwebs as I should be. But today we're going to talk about the Millbrook twins. Um, and it's a missing persons case. Both of them? Yeah, so both the twins are missing. Hmm. So, like I said, um, I thought this episode was really interesting because, one, I have a twin. So mm-hmm. it caught my attention. As well as, this is actually like one of the examples of how public interest and things like that bring awareness to cases and can help to eventually solve them, you know, bring new stuff to light and all that good jazz. Is this a solved case? It's not solved. Oh. So, but basically, like, this is a, an example. I think there's like other cases like this. This is a case where, like, a, well, spoiler alert, a podcast basically found the story, picked it up, and then that, you know, got it a bit more attention. Mm-hmm. So, if it wasn't for the podcast, we probably wouldn't be talking about today but it's kind of you know one of those cases it's kind of you know has a bit of or a lot of internet attention because i feel like sometimes we do cases and there's not so much like mm-hmm. you know like buzz around it or wikipedia page and things like that and before podcast found it there really wasn't like a wikipedia page and you know oh, okay like cool 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 so yeah so you know podcast true crime it all it all makes a difference to the rescue yeah so Let's get into it. Mm-hmm. So basically, we're going to talk about Danette and Jeanette Millbrook, otherwise known as the Millbrook Twins. Mm-hmm. So they were born on April 2nd of 1974. The girls were twins, as we said earlier, but they didn't really dress alike and they had like completely different styles, as well as they were fraternal. So I'm a fraternal twin. So if you don't know... I was about to ask you. Yeah, so they're fraternal. So fraternal means that basically you are two, like basically two separate eggs are dropped mm. and you're basically just like siblings born at the same time versus mm. identical twins. You actually, I think are like one, I don't know. like what's the same DNA. Yeah, it's basically split. Mm. Like you have this similar DNA and they end up splitting. Like you were never two separate eggs or whatever. Yeah. So it's, it's kind of a, a bit of a difference. Basically, if you can't remember it, fraternal twins are basically siblings that are essentially born at the same time. So a lot of fraternal twins don't really look like as well as if you have like male and female twins they're always going to be fraternal yeah um so yeah but they were fraternal twins so even though they did look similar they weren't identical twins and you know naturally being fraternal they don't have the same dna they had different interests dressed differently but they were still like the best of buddies like you know you're still born exactly with someone so they were you know had a really good connection it's like a built-in best friend exactly yeah so they lived in augusta georgia um with their mother and they had eight siblings in total so i don't know how many siblings are actually younger than them Hmm. so so 10 kids total no no no. so yes they had eight siblings so it would make 10 of them. But because they Damn. eventually went missing, I don't know if they grew up in the house with all of their siblings, but they did have eight siblings and it was all said and done. So okay. I don't know like how many of them were actually in the house before they went missing, but they have eight siblings. Gotcha. And unlike most stories we do, they actually had a completely normal home life. 
So they were good kids. They had good grades. Um, and they were known to follow rules. So they didn't stay out late. Um, no boyfriends. And they were even like referred to a lot of podcasts as, as homebodies. So okay. they were like generally just like good girls. And the only time they actually like, got in trouble is I think at one point the girls. So the girls were fraternal. At one point they ended up going to different schools. So I'm trying to find it. I don't want to do twins dirty because I am a twin. But what you mean? Maybe I'll find, I'm trying to like like remember the details verbatim or whatever the word is. Uh, but basically, like at one point, they went to different schools because one of the girls uh, needed a little more like I guess like a little more of a guided education. Like she was like falling behind in school, so they went to a separate school to get like the attention she needed. Okay. Um. So one year they were separated, but they so they had to go to different bus stops. And one of the sisters actually ended up getting in a fight for the other sister because she was being bullied. Mm. And that's, like, the only, like, registered incident of them ever getting in trouble. But that's, like, to me, like, normal kid stuff. Fair enough. And I feel like it's kind of, like, you know, like, for kids, you're like, oh, why'd you do that? But, like, I feel like it's kind of, like, an admirable thing to do to stand up for your sister. I mean, yeah. So, yeah. So, I don't want to think any of that. Me neither. Like, if somebody's bullying your sister, obviously, you're going to have right. a, you're gonna have issues. Yeah. So, and yeah, it's whatever. They were, like, bus stops. You could, like, see the bus stops. So, okay. like, they were not that far apart. So, the officer was like, you know, enough's enough. And just went over and, like, beat the girl up. <laughs> um, but anyways. Beat that bitch up. <laughs> so, our story begins on Sunday, March 18th of 1990. So, at this point, the twins are 15 years old. And it was a regular Sunday, so they went to church as usual. And at one point, I think it was the pastor or a member of the church actually gave their mother money to help buy the family dinner. Hmm. So the mother told the girls, hey, can you walk to church's chicken to get lunch? And like any other normal day, they went, they picked up the chicken, and they returned home. Hmm. But once they got home, they actually told their mother, and I think one of their sisters, that a man in the van had followed them during the walk. So a man in a white From van. From Church's Chicken? Yeah. So okay. he basically like, I don't know, I think on the way to the Church's Chicken, there was a man like following them in the van. So they mentioned it to their mothers, but like I said, another podcast, I think the girls had like mentioned it in passing. So even in like the original investigation, it's not like a highlight. Like they weren't really looking for a man in a white van. Mm-hmm. And I guess later an investigator asked them to go through the timeline hour by hour of how the girls went missing. And that's how eventually the mother and the sister kind of remembered, oh yeah, they did mention a guy like a guy riding around the white van. Mm-hmm. So like I said, because it was kind of like I guess I guess the girls didn't mention it in a way they felt in danger. They actually ended up leaving out like later that evening again, like on their own on a walk. Okay. So so they just kind of said it like that nigga was weird, but they weren't like really overly concerned. Yeah, I guess they were kind of like I guess they might have just said it like jokingly or whatever, but Mm -hmm. not in a way where the family was like, oh, like y'all need to stay in the house for the night. Okay. So with that, the girls left out and they went on another walk, but this time they went to go visit their godfather. So basically, like, the girls had recently moved, not even, like, out of Augusta, but they had kind of, like, moved, like, neighborhoods. So they, going to a new neighborhood, they basically were going to want to stay at the same school. Mm-hmm. So in order to get to their same school, they had to ride the city bus now. Mm-hmm. So not the school bus, city bus. So they needed money to ride the bus. So they went to their godfather's house to get money to ride the school. To ride the city bus. Ride the <laughs> Too school. many buses. So, but not the school bus. So, basically, they went to the school now that was, like, out of jurisdiction. So, they had to ride the regular, regular city bus to get there. Mm-hmm. So, they had to go ask their godfather, like, oh, can we get some money to go ride the bus? Gotcha. So, on this walk, you know, 
they make it per usual. They go to their old neighborhood. So when they go to the old neighborhood where the Godfather lives, um, they basically know this neighborhood. And that's kind of like a key part of it is that they like know where they're at. Like the new neighborhood, they don't know so well. But where they walk to where the Godfather lives, they do know pretty well. Okay. So they get to. You the, said they're 15, right? Yeah, they're 15. Okay, so they would know. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So they get to the Godfather's house. Um, they get the money. And he also gives them extra money for snacks and things. So I think they get like $20 each, um, which is, you know, enough to ride the bus for the week as well as buy some snacks. So the girls li- leave his house and then they walk down the street to their cousin's house, um, who's like around their age. And they asked the cousin if she wanted to walk home with them. And, you know, if she walked home with them, they were kind of like, oh, we can have a sleepover together. Mm-hmm. Like, this can be fun. Eat some of these little snacks. Yeah, you know? like she was saying, yeah. it can be a good time. So the cousin's mother says no because it's getting dark. As well as people say it's kind of unusual because it's a Sunday. So the weekend's kind of over. Oh, so at yeah. this point, okay. like, if the cousin stayed the, what is it? Stay the night. She doesn't go to the like. I guess they would all ride the city bus together, which kind of makes sense, right? Because mm-hmm. they still go to school, so maybe that was the point. Is that she was just like with the extra money they'd buy their cousin bus fare, or whatever. Mm-hmm. But either way, the mom's like, no, it's getting dark. Right? Yeah, and it's a weeknight. You know, how parents. Are. Yeah, so you're I'm not seven sleepovers on a weeknight. Yeah. So yeah, cousin, no cousin. I get that. Fun times over. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. but after that, um, when the cousin said no, or the cousin's mom said no, better yet. The girls went on to their sister's house. So they walked down the street, went to their sister's house, and they asked their sister if she could walk home with them. So the sister actually ended up declining because she had just had a baby. So she physically could not make the walk with them because the walk was actually about two miles. Okay. So the sister, like, even if she wanted to on her best day, she actually couldn't do it with them. She's a little sore. Yeah. Got you. So again, at this point, the girls have asked, like, two different people to walk home with them, and everyone says no. So they decide they have to do it themselves. So basically, after they asked two different people to walk with them, the girls, they had no other choice to go home by themselves, like to make the walk themselves. Mm-hmm. And the thing that's like really kind of interesting about this to me is like, why, and the internet as well, they're kind of like, why did the girls ask two different people to go home with them when that's kind of like not normal with them? Like normally they feel comfortable with just the two of them, like making these errands, walking around. So it's kind of unusual that they kind of gestured two people to go home with them. So like, uh, to me, I feel like they're, I guess kids. And so they might have just been, it might've been a thing with the white van, but I feel like if they mentioned the white van before, they would have mentioned it again. If that was mm-hmm. the reason why to me, it just kind of feels like they are, not trying to go home and not trying to like get ready for school the next you yeah. know what I'm saying just trying to keep the party going for lack of a better word oh yeah no so the cousin thing to me is like like that was totally me as a kid like mm-hmm. the, yeah like, so you get a couple extra dollars you're right by your cousin's house why not ask if she too can have snacks it sounds like a fun time she mm-hmm. can have some snacks like mm-hmm. it sounds like a like I I was the same way like every time I'll shout out my cousin Miles he's listening to this podcast ever but <laughs> don't we, be Miles when we were younger like every time we had, we'd be like hey Miles please stand there please, please, please. Yeah. it'd be like the same way like it was it didn't matter what day it was like he mm-hmm. had to spend the night with us mm-hmm. but that's what I thought I was like oh maybe the girls really did just want to have you know a good time they were young fifteen that definitely sounds like fifteen year old behavior mm-hmm. um, another part of me is like. At the same time, if they did, like, feel, you know, like, unsafe with the guy in the white van, or maybe it's getting dark, why didn't they ask their godfather to walk? Like, maybe they felt they already asked him for the money. They couldn't ask a secondary favor. 
But Maybe. like asking your younger cousin, like, what will you already have two 15 year olds? What will one more 15 year old add? And then as far as your sister, she's still um, like, you know, like a younger woman. So I feel like is can you know, like a a bigger version of you all really fight them off. It's just, it was just really interesting. Right. Like you said, if you're going to ask somebody, maybe you would ask, like you said, the Godfather, who's like a grown man. So most of the time people don't run down on grown men because it's not an easy target. But two young girls, yeah, that's an easier target than, than the grown man. Okay. So those elements of it, I guess, are kind of like a little bit like confusing, like why they really wanted someone to walk home with them. Yeah. Stuff like that, you know, that's like the internet discusses that a lot. Mm-hmm. But besides that, so after asking two people to come home with them, that is when they actually went to the local gas station, uh, the pump and shop, which is where they went and spent the extra money their godfather had given them. And because they grew up in the neighborhood, they actually knew the store clerk. Um, so she was actually a friend of their mother. So they stopped in, grabbed snacks, whatever. And the store clerk actually says that the girls seemed like, you know, normally happy. They were like extremely jubilant, but mm-hmm. they were like, you know, just regular. And she actually said she like turned her head for a second and the girls were gone. So she's like, when asked by police, like, oh, well, what direction did the girls go in? Like, she actually like can't really recall. She says she literally just kind of like blinked an eye and they weren't there anymore. But did she don't have cameras on the gas station? So it was like 19... Was it 1990 this happened? So she didn't... I mean, it's like Augusta, Georgia. Okay, got you. It really wasn't a a thing with time. Yeah, because I know now all the gas stations got cameras. Oh, yeah, they would know exactly where those girls went. Mm -hmm. But yeah, so just to... Oh, man, this picture got pixelated. But just as a perspective, you can kind of get the idea from it. The labels are kind of gone. This is basically how far... This is like the proximity of the girls' walk. So the the pictures are kind of off, but like this is the pump shop. I see pump and shop. I can read it. Yeah, and then it's like... This is the scissors house, the cousin's house, and this is the godfather's house. So they really didn't go too far. Like, straight shot. Yeah. So this is a neighborhood they grew up in, so they know where everything is. Yeah. So yeah, they didn't really do too much. But yeah, it, lo- it looks like like yeah, I would give it like my neighborhood right. or something. Like, like there's a shopping center up there. There's a park. There's a you know lots of little right. different things that you can walk to within walking distance, and it wouldn't be a big deal. Yeah, and if they walk two miles, the mm-hmm. whole thing is like, why wouldn't you maybe try to? You know, they just moved away. Maybe they missed some family. Mm-hmm. Who knows? But I feel like I would do the same thing. I walk two miles. I feel like I wouldn't just stop my godfathers and go. I'm like, oh, we're doing a lose around here. I feel like mm-hmm. I would. You know, do a couple of stops. Walk more than two miles every day, mm-hmm. so I feel that. It's not it's a very short distance. Right. Yeah. But again, up and to the shop owner that day, the cousin, the sister, the godfather, everybody, that actually was the last time the Millbrook twins would be seen. At, so, the, at the pump and shop? Yeah, so after they got their snacks, they were shop. never... It's called pump and shop. Yeah. Oh, it is? Okay. It's a pump and shop. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a pump and shop. Yeah. Okay, yeah, at the pump and shop. Okay. But yeah, they were actually never seen again. Wow. Mm-hmm. Just to get straight into it. <laughs> Yikes. So, okay. Mm-hmm. Let's hear. So, again, so it wasn't really like the girls to disobey or come home late. So, when it got dark, the mother started to look for them. So, she initially, her and I guess one of the sisters, maybe all the sisters, but there's like one sister that really helped with the investigation. So, I feel like um, a lot of it's from like her perspective, basically. So, who knows how many more siblings were there, but her and the mother, they went out. Um, basically like re-walking the track of the girls. They looked in bushes, trees, everything, and couldn't find them. Mm. So the mother even stopped at the gas station, and she she asked the clerk that she had known, like, had you seen the girls? And that's kind of how we know that okay. was the last place they were seen, is because they questioned the clerk, and she said, yeah, I had seen them, but you know, when I turned my head, they weren't there anymore. 
Mm-hmm. So basically, that's how we know it's the last place they were seen. So maybe somebody else did see them, but the family just doesn't know. know them. Yeah. So after looking for the girls and not finding them, the mother went to the police and she went to report the disappearance. And the police actually said she had to wait 24 hours to report the girls missing. I- I hate this shit because yeah. I feel like that's not a thing, or maybe it was no, back but, then. But that's maybe it was but, back then. But nowadays, look, let's just throw this out there. If some, if the police uh, department says you have to wait twenty four hours, do not listen to them. That's not true. It's not true. Like, it's not. Maybe for a um, an adult, then you can't really do much because an adult's free to go where they want to go and things like that. But for a child, that's not true. You don't have to wait twenty four hours. Yeah, but that's that's kind of like the theme of a lot of this mm-hmm. so they was dragging their feet yeah oh, so after that obviously the mom they went in and they after 24 hours they registered the girls is missing and here's where things about this case get a little tricky a little complicated and we're gonna try to tackle it as best as we could i'm gonna follow so as a pre what is it as a disclosure apparently the original case file about the girls going missing witnessing so huh yes so over the years as the police department was reorganized um some say that there was a flood that ended up taking out the file but the original case file is lost say it says i believe it i'm instantly irritated so take so take that evidence to like put it in the back of your head because it would be very convenient for it to be lost right that's all i'm gonna say so with that, back to the story. Just remember that in the back of your head. Mm-hmm. So the police start looking into the girl's disappearance. And they kind of, I want to say, because they are young black girls in this area. So they live in Augusta, Georgia. And at this point, it's kind of a, I want to say, like, not a rough area, but there's a lot going on. So there are kids who run away a lot. Kids who have taken it by the system. You know, there are kids who really have left their home. It's kind mm-hmm. of like, you know, a, a, a decent proportion. So when the mom's trying to tell them, like, nah, like, my girls would not run away. Like, they'd never tried to run away. Like, nothing of the sort. The good The cops really don't hear it. So they list them as runaways. So the whole case is taken as not as kids that are kidnapped, not that went missing, murdered, whatever. They say, these are runaways. The guys, the original investigators, like, they're runaways. I know it, whatever. And they take the whole thing from the perspective of their runaways. And the difference is between these girls and runaways is they, in a lot of their runaways, they have a history of attempts, mm-hmm. but the girls have never stayed past late, never gone missing and come back, things that runaways do, as well as their home life is good. They don't have a bad home. It's like, they don't really, I mean, you could say, oh, there's a lot of kids in the house, but at the same time, like, they don't really That's have, they I don't mean. have a, right, they don't have a reason to run away at this point. Like, they've never, they've never was shown a dissatisfaction with their home life until up to this point. And it seems like their mom and sis, siblings, whatever, they took really good care of them. They care about the education. It seems like the girls were, like, doing just fine. Like Yeah, there's no reason for them to be running away. Yeah, that's true. Like you said, it, it always throws me off when people list someone as, or a child, as a runaway. They'll do it to adults, too, because if you have a history of, certain things like sex work or disappearing or mm-hmm. things like that then i understand you still should search your hardest to find that person but i understand why you would be more apt to be like okay you know they're on that bullshit again you know that type of thing but if it's a child who has like you said a good home life and they come home every night they got good grades they, they got did, everything yeah. they why would they just that doesn't make sense Decide it doesn't add up day. yeah it doesn't yeah. add up 
It doesn't add up. And there's some weird theories about why they'd be runaways. So, like, some people think they would have ran away. Well, there's, like... I'm not gonna like, lie. When you first started this, I thought that my initial thought was that they ran away together. Mm-hmm. But hearing it, I don't think that anymore. So I don't think ran away because they they literally always did errands for their mom and mm-hmm. always had. Because apparently this was not the first time they had gone to ask their godfather for a bus fare. Mm-hmm. Like they how to say he was someone who established himself as someone in their life who had you know voluntarily. It's like a father. Figure. Yeah, financially whatever support mm-hmm. them and was willing to give them money. This wasn't the first time they went over there and asked for bus fare. Like he. It was like a routine. Like if the mom couldn't have it, they knew their godfather would provide it to them. I don't think it was, it was uh, out of the norm. Like, we'll randomly ask him for money. I think he put himself. He was, you know, like I said, ready to be a father figure. Not, you know, whatever. a father figure. Yeah, he it, would take in their care lives. Of yeah. yeah, exactly. So I don't think it was a a big deal. Um, but besides that, people have like not people, but because it was like a small town. Like apparently, like rumors developed, and some people say they ran away because like one of the twins had gotten pregnant. And the other ran with her. But that also has been debunked because the moms, they have older sisters, right? And two of their older sisters were teen moms. And their mom never abandoned them. Their mom helped them, like, helped yeah. them become mothers, like, taught them how to, like, Keep it take care of a baby. Yeah. Like, you know, get on with it, live an adult life. And the other girls were never banished from the home and stuff like that. So it was like, why why would they think that when they had two other sisters and the same thing happened? It <laughs> hasn't happened to them. Yeah, right? that so doesn't, it, that it, it becomes a lot of stereotypes. As well, other people say they ran away because there was too many kids in the home. But it becomes kind of a lot of hoopla and stereotypes at some point because... Like, that's a great, like, story to make up and you think someone believe. But then that's not the reality of it. I feel like if I didn't know what their mom had said, you'd be like, oh, well, that makes sense. But it it really doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. Like, it's a lot of people who grow up in homes with large families or, like, overcrowded homes. And, yeah, maybe they might want to have their own room or whatever the fuck. But you don't want to have your own room more than you want to have food and water and a roof. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's not something to be on the street for. Oh, I have to share a room with my sister. I'm about to run around and be on the streets. Yeah. Mm, I don't see that happening. If you plan to run away, why would you keep asking me to come home with you? Exactly. Like, like if well, I, I wanted to go, that. yeah. If I wanted to run away, I'd be like, okay, you come out of the house with me. Yeah. Like, why would I do that? Like, why would I invite you back to spend the night? That's very. If I'm true. really gonna run away, they clearly plan to go to school the next day. Like, it doesn't make any sense. But either way, that is how they were registered. That's silly. Like, I don't, I don't like that. I don't. Either. I don't like that because when I was young, I uh had friends who had big like one of my friends had like her aunt her uncle and everybody lived in the house with her whatever and she used to always say i have a sister but my sister was in college by that point when i was in high school and she would come into my house she used to be like oh my god i love coming to your house like it's It's so quiet quiet. yeah Yeah, she's like it's so quiet like and but she but that's not a reason to run away that's just like a woo child i need some I need a break. They do. But not a reason to run away. I don't think they run away. I don't ever do either, though. Mm -hmm. So the second thing that was kind of like really weird about the case is that there actually was a lot of misspellings. So when the girls were registered as missing runaways, whatever, um, they made the announcement like on the news and newspapers, but their last name was spelled Mill Brooks, and their last name is Mill Brook, as well as Jeanette's middle name was listed as Latressa, and it's Latrice. So sloppy. Yeah, and, like, who knows, like, so, like, we know for a fact it was, like, a misprint, but as well as, like, in the databases, like, it also probably was, like, mislisted, because it's, like, in the police report, mm-hmm. so you're, like, 
if you find a missing child, you're like, oh, what's your name? Like, it's it's the wrong name. Like, she was to repeat it back to you. It's it's the wrong name. I feel like it would be close enough, though. Me too, right? Because if it's like Mill Brooks, Mill, I'm like, oh, you're the missing Mill Brooks, Mill Brooks, Latrice, Latrice. I would be like, mm, that's pretty damn close. You know what I mean? I think I would think that. Yeah. So, yeah. So, time went on, and the girls actually weren't found. Damn. So, like, no leads, no nothing. Like, kind of, like, went dry. They vanished? Yeah. They literally, like, out of thin air. Like, there's no evidence. There's no shoes missing. There's no nothing. Mm-hmm. And maybe a part of it is how the police investigated. But at the same time, like, they really, really, like, with a snap, like, left that pumping shop and never were to be seen again. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's a damn pumping shop. If only the damn pumping shop had a camera. Yeah. But this is where, like, things get... A little weird. So, two years after the girls went missing, so I guess like maybe one and a half. So, 1991. So, officer shows up at the mother's house and tells her that the case is closed. Why? So, the case is closed because the girls are now over 17. So, they are no longer missing people and the state can no longer make them come home. Because but this they is, were never... But this is from a runaway approach. So, if you're assuming the girls are alive the whole time, yeah, if, if I'm alive at 18, 17, whatever it is in Georgia, yeah, that's that's true. You can't make me come home. But you, that's taking the assumption that they that were alive. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's... Like, you're taking a lot of assumptions. That's crazy because it's... Yeah, that's crazy. That's yeah. Crazy. So, later, I mean, now, like, obviously, it's completely illegal to, without the parents' knowledge, consent, whatever, take them off the missing, like, children's registry, whatever it's called. Mm. Because, like, to this day, there's still... You know, people who went missing in 1951, whatever, they still have a right to be found. You don't, mm-hmm. you don't just snatch them it's off like, the missing it. persons, yeah, because yeah. they turned an adult. So if you take it from runaways, and if people had seen them, I guess, but they weren't runaways. Yeah. But the cops were so like hell bent on this fact that they took them off the registry, and their mother was actually shocked by this, and she was she was kind of like. I mean, like, as most people, she was really confused how this is possible because they're missing people. And I think they did take advantage of, like, you know, like, black people and everything of that and not really knowing the law. Because, like, at that point, like, obviously the moms did not have, like, a full-fledged lawyer mm-hmm. to, like, look into this. But that is, like, pretty illegal, like, what they did. Like, mm-hmm. closing the case without the mother's knowledge, without the girls being found. Yeah. All types of things. That sucks. That's so sad. Yeah. So one of the side effects of the case being closed, the girls actually were removed from all missing persons databases. So in the span of like 1991 till we'll get to it, like 2013, like if you had a tip about it, the girls aren't registered as missing any longer. So who knows how much information was lost in those like 20 years? So even if you did think you know something, there would be nobody to tell. Essentially. Because they're not missing. Because okay. they're no longer rest of the missing. So like mm-hmm. the crazy thing is like when I was listening to one of the podcasts, the sister was like, people will come up to her and ask her how the twins are doing. Because they basically assume like a lot of people believe they're still alive. They close the place, they think they're just runaways. Some of them even went to like Texas. And the family was like, they don't know anybody in Texas, why would they go there? But they just soon they just started a new life elsewhere. And they'll like ask sister, like, oh, how are the twins? But in reality, they, they're still missing. Like, they've been missing this whole time. And she's time. like, I wouldn't know. Because they're still yeah, missing. Yeah, they're still yeah, gone. They're still yeah. gone. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. So the mother, again, so I think I skipped it. But the case was officially closed in 1991. Um, and the mother did work really hard to press the police out for answers. And basically asked them, like, how it's possible they closed this case. And the original investigator actually left the case. But when another investigator joined, um, she ended up telling the mother that the girls actually had been found. 
So, like, when the mother, I guess the first investigator left, that's it, it gets kind of confusing because the file's gone. But apparently, the first investigator left, somebody else comes in, and the first investigator had, like, marked the file or given the word or something that the girls were actually found. And that they had been put in the system and adopted, and that's why the case was closed. That's so random, though. Like, why would they say that if it wasn't true? Like, where did that come from? Yeah. So the mother's mind was kind of like, like what? Because one, like, even if your kids are placed in the system, you most times are given the option to fight for your children. Mm. Um, so you're like, you know, like American legal system. Like, you're given the right to go to court, whatever, yeah. prove that you're a fit parent, whatever. You you can't just like in like how do I say it? you're at least notified mm-hmm. that your child is with whomever now or in the system versus she got no mail never saw the girls and even with that she was like okay well who saw the girls like when the girls were like found or whatever and nobody could basically testify that they had seen the girls mm-hmm. even though they had been registered as adopted mm-hmm. and found or whatever okay and it actually came out eventually that the kids the girls they mm-hmm. were not like adopted found anything there actually was a confusion because they had a relative and the relative had kids in the system mm-hmm. and i guess like, it got mixed when, up when the podcast said yeah maybe they had typed it in and mismatched it did the last names match the state match the city match that those were the girls but the girls actually had had never been found and adopted out but that's like the the shit the mom had been told so like the first mom was told well they just turned 17 so we don't care anymore the second time they asked a new person she's like oh no they've been adopted like they're found like and they even told her they're like oh well the girls are adults now so if they don't want to reach out to you like they don't have to like she was like like people were really smug to the mom about the whole thing just missing like can you imagine your kid goes missing and people are telling you they're found they don't want to see like what the fuck i mean i would be like you y'all have to at least show me like if they're found then give me some information about where they are yeah. or you know even if if it, i feel like if that was the case if they ran away and then they were adopted out to the family clearly nobody has actual proof of that because it didn't happen so right. even if you're saying that oh the your children were found and then they got adopted out i'm going to need some type of proof it, not even necessarily putting me in contact with them but just giving me some proof and some paperwork to to show me where they are or what had happened but my kids can't go missing at 15 be missing for two years and then you pop up and say oh they don't want to talk to you yeah how do i know that to be true and i'm like should i not be like notified like i feel like it's your kids are on the system i have like i'm not dead i have custody of my kids if i got signed papers i don't think they can just willingly be like they were found in the I think they would have to be emancipated and you do have to file paperwork yeah. to be emancipated just, from your fa- parents at that age as far as I'm as far as I know so even if they did want to be emancipated from their parents um they would like you said they would have got some paperwork or so, it wouldn't just so be radio sense. silence for 2 years and then they're adopted yeah, I don't think that's how sense. that works and like yeah. I think um I saw separately people were like well basically like the girls were about to be 17 which is like you know adult in Georgia or whatever yeah. so why would someone adopt them for 5 months like why would they be adopted for xyz months like it doesn't, doesn't make, make any sense, make sense. to put them in the foster system like get them adopted like it would have had to all happen like Instantly, for something like, oh, y'all adopt these girls for three, four, whatever months is left. It just doesn't make any damn sense. No, it isn't. So, yeah. It's a lie. So, it ended up being confusing because it was like the relatives' kids, I guess they had thought, whatever, whatever, whatever. So, mm-hmm. the girls, like, nobody could say they saw the girls after this. So, basically, like, somebody fucked up and or just didn't care and took them off of everything. Okay. So, again, so for a long time, the case basically was cold until 1993. So, in 1993, the remains of a black female was found in Aiken County. 
Um, this is the county they resided in. And the body was believed to be from a homicide that took place between 1990 and 1992. And this would have been the time span in which the twins are missing. Mm-hmm. So the two, so the woman, she was not identified, no identification on her. So basically it was like a Jane Doe of the county. Mm-hmm. So they aired like the facial reconstruction on TV. And when the Millbrook family saw this, they thought that it looked a lot like Jeanette. So they actually called in the police department and said, hey, like, I think this is like, you know, the, the, this is my sister's like remains. And they denied them that saying they when the coroner looked at it, there's no way that it was basically the bones of either of the twins as well as they didn't take any DNA evidence from them. So they basically told them, no, it's not your missing person. Like they didn't take evidence, like never looked into it. But how do you know? So this is the, it's kind of, everything is blown up so weird. But if you want to look at it, so this, look, and I'll make it small. When you make it smaller, it looks even more like No, it looks like her. So no, like, it looks like make her it, like no, when you make it smaller, like, I don't make it, but it's like uncanny. Like even people say like, it really looks a lot like her. And I hope it's not her, but it looks a lot like Jeanette. No, it does. It looks dead like her. Yeah, like yeah. The, the facial features. Like, yeah, like the small eyes, bigger nose, even the shape of the lips. It looks a lot like her. It's like it's just that. It's just the hair because obviously you know. Yeah, she can't deceased. tell hair. Yeah, yeah, but but the facials, the facial features look exactly. They look a lot like her. I see why they would think that. Yeah. And the family did say at the time, um, the girls had Jerry girls. So like if they had found the body didn't pose it would be more you know slicked down because they had Jerry curls mm-hmm. at the time of it so come on Jerry curls important huh <laughs> I said come on Jerry curls that was like a fun fact to me I love a good Jerry curl come on Jerry curl I, mean, Jerry, I probably have Jerry curl right now <laughs> if it was like not, I probably have a Jerry curl I'm dead but anyways <laughs> um besides the point but yeah but the fa- again the family tried again and they and police kind of like just shook them off mm-hmm. so the family didn't give up. And they really wanted to, like, find the truth of what happened to their siblings, daughters, relative, whatever. Mm-hmm. And they were really persistent. So, in 2013, the case actually was reopened because of the family's persistence. Um, they wouldn't stop calling the mom, the older sister. Like, they really would not stop contacting the police department. And they ended up getting the case reopened. Mm-hmm. And because of this, it's actually caught the attention of a podcast called The Fall Line in 2017. So, this is a podcast talking about the kind of really kind of got this shit like the train moving okay good 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 yeah so in 2017 the fall line covered the millbrook twins case and many people instantly became interested in it and it got a lot of media attention so again with this newfound interest the podcast actually managed to raise ten thousand dollars for reward uh, to find the siblings as well as they actually put up a billboard so they started to kind of get the money together to really like get an interest yeah. about it mm-hmm. as well as they actually like with the interest the family actually got a meeting with the sheriff's department and oh. apparently the sheriff's department said they would match the reward the podcast said and they would collect dna from the family to test on um, the jane doe was one of their you know one of the twins but why couldn't they do that in the first place because they didn't care but yeah. apparently it was a new sheriff in town <laughs> <laughs> literally to make a pun out literally but yeah but apparently he said he would do all these things for them but you know that actually didn't ever happen of course. So the sheriff never fought through on these things. So the DNA test. I feel like they did collect DNA, but that was like in 2017. And to this day, we don't know the results of it. They never tested so maybe it. They, they collected did. it, but didn't test it? Yeah. Okay. I, I mean, we don't know. So maybe it didn't match, whatever. But the family's still like doing open interviews. So I would assume that they would like disclose. The family's been pretty um, for about everything. So I assume they would disclose like, oh, the DNA didn't match. But there's like really no information about what happened after they tested the DNA. Mm-hmm. 
So yeah, so all of that happened and basically kind of like that is the gist of it. So there are a few theories. So I have like three theories um, about what may have happened to the girls we can okay. talk about. Let's uh, Okay, so like I said, these are, there's really not a lot of evidence. So all of it's kind of like hearsay, but the one of the theories I kept like seeing and seeing and seeing is the theory about Joseph Patrick Washington's. So at the time of the girls' disappearance there actually was an active serial rapist and murderer uh operating the girl's neighborhood so he oh. would yeah so he would abduct young girls sex and assault them and then end up shooting them so his motive apparently was that he had contracted hiv from an ex-girlfriend so to get back at all women he decided that this is what he was gonna do he's a clown and the main thing is that the girls literally fit his exact description. So his target was young African-American girls with short hair. Uh, Why short hair? I don't know. And he that's literally it. the girls exactly. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people think that that was him. Um, as well as like in 1995, he was sentenced to 17 life sentences um, for his crimes. Um, so basically like he would have been still operating when the girls were. Yeah, it's not. It's not funny, but it always makes me laugh when there's like, you have 17 life sentences. How many lives the nigga gonna live? I thought, isn't Shit. it like only 60 years or something? Like, isn't a life sentence actually not like. No, I think it's life. I, I mean, I think it depends. If you get like 25 to life, I think that's different than life, life without parole. Like, mm-hmm. if you give life without parole, then that you, you, that's life. 25 to life, I think you could maybe get out in 20 or something like that. I don't know. It, it's different things. But 17 life sentences is like. Yeah, he was gone for Damn, that. nigga. <laughs> he was operating. Like, so when the girls were yeah. gone, he was operating. Yeah, so that's... Many people think that, you know, like, the obvious answer is that's probably what happened to the girls because, you know, there was a serial rapist and they fit the description happening at the same time. So many people think that he is... Um, the, if they are murdered, he is the murderer. But... Did he ever admit to his crime? No. So he never, never... He never gave yeah, anybody so about Oh, never, what an asshole. So, no, to his crimes, yeah. but he, Yeah, to his crimes. But he's never said the girls. He's never said oh, the twins. So, yeah. so okay. he's admitted to the crimes he's done, but he's never said the twins. Like, he never said, like, oh, I, yeah, I. Do you know some people, like, they claim deaths? Like, I thought you would remember abducting twins yeah. and murdering them. But he's never said that it was, he murdered those twins. Okay, well, it doesn't mm. mean he didn't. Yeah, you know, whatever. Could be. What's the next theory? Yeah. So, the next theory is actually their father, John Millbrook. So, because the thing is, like, statistically, that's why I feel like podcasts look into it. Because statistically, abducting one or more child, the odds of it being a non-related, like, family member are actually small. So, most times when kids are abducted, if they take more than one child, it normally is someone in the family. I'm not going to lie. I did think that. Because when we're talking about snatching someone off the street or whatever, or a child off the street, why would you take two you know what i'm saying yes. like because it's like if, if that's what they said like the buddy system like you said it makes it it cuts down you know if you're trying to do some nefarious shit you want somebody who's alone who's young just by themselves you don't want two people to have because i don't have because how do you know they can't get to bed you know i guess they're they're young I mean, they weren't even children they were 15 so 15 y'all could beat your ass if you know so, two of them you know what i'm saying so i don't really get that's it what kind of like, yeah because like so basically like, i'm pretty sure but the girls are really like so they're like five 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 six and they were like so i mean like 140 for someone five six pretty skinny mm-hmm. but still they, they weren't the tiniest like 
they were it's still not like a, a six year old. Yeah, they were yeah. like a, they were like eighty five pounds. Even though like at five five one forty is pretty small, they still you know like there's two of them, so that's still a co- both of them are like one forty one thirty. So like the combination of both of them, mm-hmm. I feel like the idea that somebody that's not like the whole thing about the guy. Um, the Joseph Patrick, Patrick Washington thing kind of makes sense because he was shooting people. But like a strangler wouldn't really make a lot of sense. But if you have a gun, you could, you know, shoot both the twins and get on with yeah. it. But the idea that you would strangle one, the other one would let you, like I feel like that is like hard. That's like yeah. the double abduction is really hard. They both went missing together and someone managed to abduct them both. I feel like that is. Yeah, and if you have a gun, you can kind of threaten somebody to get into the car, right? So like, right. you know, That's you don't have I... to overpower them because you have a gun. So you can just kind of pull that gun out. And look, the way I'm set up, I'm gonna get this with my fucking head off. You ain't put me in no damn Right, you have two, yeah, yeah, two people. Yeah, two people. So I feel like it's like- You it's have just, to shoot me in this. That's why I feel like everybody looked at the dad because they were like, you know, like statistically speaking, like- Right, it would make more sense if they got into they a car you, willingly. Like, yeah, got into a car or something like that willingly and then it, you know, shit went left as opposed to someone trying to um, overpower two Yeah, it's a, a stranger being like, you know what, I can take these two girls on. Which is kind of like, in a lot of in a lot of cases we do, serial killers, murderers, rapists, whatever, they normally don't show up and say, I can do two. They normally say they take one person yeah. or like a, one person like a baby, but they don't like take on because so, i want an easy target it's not really about um it's not personal you know what i'm saying they're just trying to get in where they fit in basically they're trying to find an easy target and pick them off two people together is not an exactly. easy target yeah so, so yeah on to the father so basically sorry guys read the notes but anyway <laughs> I'm trying to, I like lost my place. But anyways, so basically the father, obviously people think because of statistics, but the thing is that actually he acts a bit strange. Like when they started to investigate it, mm-hmm. because he actually refused to be involved in the investigation. And he didn't really like, and other people say like, he actually wasn't really interested in a family girls or not. Like he kind of was like really like nonchalant about the whole ordeal. And maybe mm-hmm. he too bought into the runaway aspect of it. Cause he really like, I guess Oh no, he had moved out, moved on with his life, and he was just wherever the hell he wanted to be. So maybe he like, I don't know, like had feelings about the mom and was just kind of like, I don't know, he just seemed really like not to care. So when investigators came by, he refused to talk to them. He refused to give out DNA evidence as well as he instructed his daughter. So I don't know if all of the eight kids had the same father, but apparently one of the other sisters daughters whatever had the same father and he instructed her to not give dna to police and the only reason i would say like oh this is like it's shady but somewhat not shady because the father had shady dealings so maybe he didn't want the police to have his dna on file uh but yeah Mm. when people do that it's honestly kind of like a double-edged sword right it is because it's like it makes you look guilty but also to me how much true crime I watch, I'm not going to lie. Even if I'm innocent, I'm not cooperating. Because... Why are you not cooperating? I'm cooperating. No, I'm not cooperating because niggas be getting framed. They be doing all types of comedy. You, know, you haven't the, seen Making a Murderer? Yeah, that's like, it's that's, too much. No, without the, a lawyer, I'm not talking to you. And I know that that makes you look... I, I, think it's, I don't care how it makes me look. I'm not talking to you and so it's kind of like a thing where you could look at it as maybe they were scared but then you could look at it as you're hiding something and to me honestly you would just have to think i'm hiding something because i'm not cooperating with the police without a lawyer present because that's kind of I'm like not. the what is it imagine like the adnan case i'm like i'm i mean we might do i that. don't think Probably he did not. it but the only thing is like when they like took the guy in jay people think they like fed him a story and then he regurgitated mm-hmm. like in court mm-hmm. 
And it didn't even match up. Yeah. Like the story didn't even make sense with evidence. It just, like I said, yeah, it's like what they call that, um, selective evidence or selective what? Yeah. Like, it's almost like once they get an idea in their head, they're going to disregard all the stuff that doesn't go with that idea. And they they could feed someone a story, feed you a story, yeah. um, ask you, oh, can you take a lie detector test? Absolutely not. Then you look bad because you're like, they're like, why are you not taking a lie detector test? And to me, like I said, y'all would just have to think I was guilty because I don't trust you niggas. You can think I'm guilty all day, but what I'm not about to do is sit in jail for 25 to life for something I didn't do because I was too cooperative so, with the police and now you spend it on me and now, now I'm in jail for something I didn't even do. Exactly. So Fuck no. That's the reason I'm like, oh, like the dad not wanting to cooperate. Like I feel like, you know, maybe he was involved, but I feel like at the same time, like, Maybe he wasn't. Maybe he just like, yeah, said, like if it, he was a if he had shade little things going on. Maybe he just didn't want to go to fucking jail. Saying, like, but it they, didn't have nothing to do with. And his they audience. never had his prints DNA. Like why would you qualify if you know you didn't do it? He would have his prints, his whatever. But I I don't know. So I've seen other reports that like the father did have like a history of like sexual assault things like that. Oh. So I couldn't I couldn't like find like a real you know like story about it. Apparently the father really wasn't just chasing. I'm not saying for just his daughters, but again like he's not really like a stand up citizen. And then people might say like, and I know people might say, they might say, oh, well, you would do, why wouldn't you do anything you can to find your daughters? I'm like, well, if I know I didn't, had nothing to do with disappearance of my daughter, then you don't need my prince. That's not going to help you find my daughter. So I'm not giving you the prince because that's not going to help you find them because I know I didn't do it. So go find somebody else's prince. He might have got a whiff ball in nonsense that's going on because like he, like literally like the mom says, like she tried, tried, tried and like a year later they were like, oh no, the girls aren't missing when they got adopted. So maybe this point the dad was like, fuck the police, like whatever. But again, like statistically speaking, Annie had a kind of sketchy background. I, I don't really rule him out, bro. I don't really rule him out. I don't know. I just feel like I'm like, eh, don't put that on that man. There's no evidence other than he him. Other than him like, having a criminal past that. and him not wanting to cooperate with the police. That's the only evidence. But it's not like, oh, they were last seen with him or you know anything like bro. that. Maybe, maybe let's say if y'all listen to this podcast, maybe it's your own research. I feel like I didn't present that case good enough. But I feel like for all for all, he really, 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 really might have something to do about it. Maybe. But besides that, besides talking about the dad. Um, the last, so there are other theories. The last thing I'm going to talk about is a theory um, around sex trafficking. So the last theory I'm going to address kind of quickly is that the girls were abducted into sex trafficking. Mm. And the supporting evidence is kind of is that Augusta, Georgia is the home of the Masters Tournament, um, mm. which is a big golf thing. I don't really know the sports ball, but it's a big <laughs> thing in golf. So basically, like, Every time we're on the same, you know, the year, people come into town, and with that, someone said, people come, there's, like, a need for, you know, like, mm-hmm. sex workers, whatever. So, there have, there is kind of, like, a sex trafficking underbelly to Augusta, Georgia, that's kind of fueled by the Masters Tournament. So, a lot of people think that the girls were abducted sex trafficking, because, as well as Atlanta, is only two hours away, and Atlanta has always been a huge sex yeah, trafficking Yeah, they're bad. Yeah. And I didn't know this, but in the 90s, uh, sex trafficking, like children's trafficking, was not, like, high on the radar. So, it was, like, happening, but I guess it wasn't, like, as investigated as mm-hmm. it is today. Yeah, because now in, like, the high, um, the areas that have sex trafficking, they have, like, uh, in airports, yeah, yeah, even in airport. airports, yeah, like you said, you go in to Vegas, Vegas, Atlanta, yeah, yeah, Vegas, Atlanta. You go in an uh, airport bathroom in Vegas or Atlanta, they'll have like the little signs up to say, "Are you a victim of sex trafficking?" Me, call you know, call this number or something like that. Um, but yeah, maybe back then it wasn't a big, is big of a, a thing where you could just go in the bathroom and find a phone number. Yeah, 
So yeah, so that's that's all I have, man. So there are other theories. Um, people have happened to twins. Some people say they really did go to Texas. Um, has anybody ever seen them again? Like, no. have there been sightings? So the only thing I'll say is, so they would be together, I think. So one of the sisters looks dead ass. Like, so if you, I'm trying to find it, but there's like you know, like how things go. There's um, like reworking of the twins' pictures, like how they, oh, let me check it. how they would look as adults. Mm-hmm. Um, it's loading. But how they would look as adults, right? And if you watch the YouTube videos, one of their sisters looks exactly like, I think it's like Jeanette, but the sister looks just like them. So I feel like maybe even in the idea the sister ran away and people saying, oh, we have seen the sister or whatever. Because I think at one point a principal said they had seen the sister, whatever. But one of the sisters looks exactly like them. So I feel like it's, you know, like I feel like they just just seen her. Like they just seen her. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. I don't, I hate to say it, but I don't, I think they're no longer with us. Yeah, we're just so not, I yeah, we're we're not finding whoever did it, whoever whatever they just they hit that body real good and or both both those bodies real good. I honestly think that that's what happened. I think they were, if I had to guess, I think that they probably were abducted. Like you yeah. said, maybe with like a gun or something like that to get them into the car, get them someplace, and then they were killed, and then we just haven't found the bodies. I don't think. I mean. Who knows? But I don't think. Uh, I would say they were abducted by a stranger before I would say they were abducted by that. Because even though you don't usually do, you know, abduct yeah. two people at a time, maybe you might. You know, if you had a gun, you might. And these are fifteen-year-old girls. They might feel like, okay, I'm going to get in the car and try to, you know, do whatever. Which, quick sidebar. If someone ever tries to abduct you with a gun to get in the car, don't get in that goddamn motherfucking car. Yeah, just die. Don't Sorry, don't no. do it. No, no, I mean shit. Scream. I was just dying. Not just scream your head off. Because that's the thing. Like I'm like, all right, like, because people be hopping in the car in like fucking giant parking lot, the fucking supermarket parking lot, and be like, drive. I'd be like, fuck no. <laughs> You're not about to take me off into the woods. If you gonna kill me, you have to kill me right here. You're not about to take me off into the woods. So you can rape me and do all types of weird convoluted shit kill me right here yeah. yeah i'm not getting i'm not doing it but um but if you're a child of 15 year old then yeah that would be scary and you would you know maybe grab your sister and say okay you know get in the That's car like you know they have a gun yeah. you know that type of thing so and the guy like yeah. over time so i think maybe it would have been like joseph patrick washington's because maybe he like scoped them out over time because they were often making these like long yeah, errands mm-hmm. so like i said maybe when he had the van the, maybe like when they went to church chicken maybe he was really the first time really trying to get them mm-hmm. but they like you know maybe saw him saw too much he was like no no backed away and then later than it got dark maybe he took them because the only thing i'll think is like it had to be i guess i want to say like someone who had really planned it because like there's no evidence to be found so like they scraped or i hope to think the police like really scraped augusta georgia clean like no blood ever came no shoes no clothes like no hair like nothing ever showed up and like no body showed up so like that and the sex trafficking like makes it those are the top two because Whoever took them, they took them elsewhere because they didn't dump the bodies. Like the bodies to this day, there's none. There's no unidentified random bodies of these 15 year old girls. So like they maybe Atlanta, maybe somewhere else. Like, but they're just not like they're just not here. I feel like it's like at this point, I feel like everyone knows. I feel like the family would be very hopeful to think the girls are still alive because, like, I like again, like I'm not the family. I never had a missing person in my family, so I don't want to like destroy their hope. But at the same time, like. They were missing at 15, like not seven. So I feel like if they had been alive, 
they could have found they they knew their address they had walked there all the time they knew they lived in Augusta Georgia they knew the streets they knew where to turn and this and that I feel like they would have recalled it so even if like at 25 they're like you know what it's time to see my family they know the addresses so to me I was like that that's a little like it makes it hard for me to believe they're still alive because they were old enough where they know the phone numbers the addresses mm-hmm. They, they know where to find people. And, like, with the internet today, it's, like, you could clearly say, like, I'm looking for my... You know what I mean? Like, it's, mm-hmm. it's like, really... It, it's a little too easy. So, I feel like I really do yeah, think... I'm, my brother found me on Facebook. Shit. See? Yeah. So, I feel like it, it's... Or his a, wife did. I think. It's yeah. a little too easy. Yeah, I, yeah, I, it's I know too a easy, lot yeah. of other people who have, mm-hmm. like, found siblings via Facebook. But it's it's really... You know, you can find people pretty easily. Yeah. It's weird. I think what, what most likely happened was there was some type of predator lurking and watching. Because people will sit and watch. Like you said, if they were like oftentimes doing errands for their yeah. family, then it's not a, it's not out of the. I definitely would think that maybe some a predator in the neighborhood was watching and say, "Oh, you know, usually around five they go to the store for their mom, or usually around, you know sit sitting and waiting basically exactly. to see when they could get them alone." That's sad. I don't like unsolved cases, Jade. Yeah, of course I, I like it. I don't I'm like not, it. Lying, but of and, and I need justice. This one was like I always think it's so wild when they don't find bodies. Like I always so that's the kicker for me, right? I'm always like, yeah, yeah, get away from the murder. But I'm like, people really have found out how to like maybe they burn the bodies. I'm like, where are the bodies? That's how you get away with it though. Cause like Cause they like, stay a missing person. Yeah, because like yeah. there's like a the other guy with I can't remember his name. Was it Rico? Basically, they never found his body either. Mm-hmm. It's like where where do where do they put the bodies? Because it, it was two girls. Like, I guess maybe the 90s, somebody was so. You know, they put it in their house. Huh? In their house. Oh, that's true. So maybe, and it was wild yeah. because, like, you ever on TikTok and this guy was like, the one thing you didn't think about working in hospice is how many people would Whoa. confess to murders and shit. And I was like, oh my God, that's crazy. Yeah. yeah. But was, I've seen those. Yeah. But before security, like, so before security cameras and DNA evidence, you were like, could bear someone in your backyard. And if you had an alibi, went to the bar the minute you murdered them, like, but that's what like when you say oh you're gonna find the body the people get caught when they try to dump the body like in the woods or in the like ocean or something like that and it bob back up or something like that but if you bury that body on your private property and nobody ever has a reason to suspect that you did that you, they can't get a search warrant so that just it, that just is what it is the body just back there they can't search your house randomly it's different than you trying to dump it and it coming back you be smarter to, like I said, I feel like a lot of serial killers, that's why they put it, you know, as disgusting as it is, put it in the walls or put it in the dirt or something like that because you're not even on the police radar. Police can't just come search your property for no reason. So could be someplace like that, this private property that, that he buried them and maybe, maybe nobody sad. knows and maybe 20 years from now they'll happen upon some some skeletal remains and that'll, that'll be that because this happened before. Yeah. Happened before where people be like, bro, like there was a fucking body. He could have sold the house. The house sold oh, yeah. about fifty, about three owners since then, and they don't know that they're none the wiser that there's a body buried back there in their yard, and nobody will ever know, and nobody will ever think to look there. So, and you can't find out. I mean, unless they one time they decide to build a pool or some shit. Like, why would you be digging right. up the ground? There's no reason to dig up the ground. So you would never know. But I would not want to live in a house like that. I feel like that should be haunted. I hope they, like, so I hope they do find the girls recently. The only thing is, like, it's so sad because the girls are, like, at this point, they'll be 47. Yeah. So the mom is getting older and the summons are getting older. And I would hate to have it solved when, like, everybody is is deceased. So 
Yeah, I would hate. I would hate for that too. Hopefully, they can solve it, even if it just is locating the bodies and giving them some closure. As far as yes, they are deceased, and this is you know where they are. But for the mom to pass on, still not even like with just that mystery of like not yeah. even knowing what happened, that would be sad. Um, so hopefully so, yeah. they can. Hopefully they can at least find out what happened. Like I said, I hate to say it, but I don't think they're alive anymore because at 47, you, and you got all this podcast stuff surrounding you and, you know, all this stuff, you would, you would, at almost 50 years old, you would come out and say like, all right, all right, all right, everybody, like call up. All right, right. I ran away when I was just seeing blah, blah, blah. Like I'm not dead, that type of shit. If, if that's really what happened. I don't think that's what happened. It's really sad, but I hope that, I hope that they can find some closure for the family and for the Same. mom to figure out you know where where they disappeared to or where it happened who did it that type of thing at least know that that person's in jail because that person could still be walking the streets yeah and that's how they, they really yeah. can i hope at least they find the remains it's like it's it's so much but yeah so the whole point of the podcast is if you see something or know something like there's a, i think there's a petition out there somewhere um oh yeah send it to me yeah, but yeah. i'll link it all right like i said I'm like unsolved cases. I'm mad. I like But that. hey. All right. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed that episode. Um, this is Cognac Conspiracies. We are cognacconspiracies at gmail.com. We're Cognac Conspiracies on Instagram. And um, as always, reach out to us. Let us know what you think about the episode. DM us. Send us an email. You know, whatever. Um, send us some suggestions. And we will see you all next week. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye.